Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, episode 122. I love it. So let's go. Let me tell you something though. I'm actually recording this with my bonnet on and my workout clothes. I literally just stopped my morning routine to come and do this podcast because I don't know about you guys, but like I'm really working on a system because my brain creatively comes up with all the shit, like right when I'm doing all of my thought work and downloads and right before I meditate, like that early morning, people are like, why do you get up so early? It's like, because my brain is the most fertile then, but it's like, I'm stuck to like, but I have to do my thought work and I have to meditate after that. And then I have to go walk and then I have to go exercise and then I have to get dressed and then I go into my office and that motivation is gone. And so I'm like, but what if I didn't? What if I stopped in the middle of my thought work and recorded a podcast? But the problem is, is then I'm not video ready so that I can multi-purpose it and use the video clips. And I'm like, you know what? You guys are missing out on my best because I'm trying to like perfectly do it when it will look a certain way. Because that's why I started doing those morning musings, right? But that was only like a minute, a minute and a half. If you follow me on Instagram, you remember when I was like doing my morning musing every morning with my bonnet on and like kind of talking. But those were little short spits of what was really cooking up in my brain. So today I'm like, no, I like literally pulled out my journal, wrote down the podcast episode, stopped, and I'm going to record this. So I have my bonnet on and I'm going to use these snippets. (laughs) And then after this, I'm going to finish doing my models, doing my journal, read my proverbs for the day. And then I'm going to meditate and probably go walk, maybe go hike with Apollo and eat my breakfast. But I'm like, no, I want to record this now because what happens is I'm always waiting for this moment where I'm feeling so good. And then it's like, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. And then I'm giving it to my podcast editor, Colette, at the last minute because I'm like trying to do it in a certain thing. And I'm like, we're going to figure out this system that works for me. And it could be that because my business coach, D.L. Sharon was talking about how she was going to do seven in a day. And I was like, oh, what if I just sat here? Because once I get in it, I'm like in it and record it like seven in a day or like in four hours or whatever. What would that look like? So I'm just saying that to normalize, work with your system because that's what I'm figuring out for me. Work with your system. What's best for you? And I know society tells us like you get up, you pray, you do this, but maybe your prayer comes after you work out and that's okay. Or maybe your workout is at night and not in the morning because what I realize is like when my mind is the most fertile, 
that's what I'm trying to work out. And I'm like, but what if I worked out at the end of the day and produced my stuff at the beginning when my mind is like, boom, because when I'm working out, my mind can veg out because it's all about me and my mind. Like you can do this. That's all I need to remember. You can do this. I know I don't need to process a whole bunch of stuff, like just zone out. So what if I zoned out at the end of the day when my brain is like, I ain't got nothing else to give you. So then I go challenge my body. Now, I know the world says like you should do your exercise fast and you should get bright light in the morning and all of that. And I do love hiking in the morning. So I'll probably continue to do that. But like, what if like I'm just playing around and I want you to do the same thing. It doesn't like you could record a podcast and then go back to your thought work and do meditation. (laughs) Okay, that was a long explanation about what's going on in my brain. What's going on in your brain? What happened with you last week when I said, when bad things happen to good girls, to good people? What happened with you? What was your brain doing with that? Because I want to expand on that topic. Because remember that I said, you think having a problem is a problem. It's not. And I know you know that intellectually, because I know some of you are like, I get that intellectually, but this part right here, Brig, this, like the fact that I'm not doing this or this hasn't happened or that this happened really is a problem and it's a problem. And so in your body, in your nervous system, it hasn't caught up with the intellectual experience of I'm free. And I'm free and capable of making problems because that's the true, like, really, what is freedom? Freedom is I can live the entire experience of myself. I can challenge myself in the areas that I want to. I can accept myself in the areas that I am challenged. I can accept my feelings that come up. I can accept my results that happen afterwards. And I have the opportunity to do that. That's freedom. So it's freedom outside and inside. I can do that and accept myself inside. And outside, I have the opportunity to do those things too, right? That's freedom. And we ain't free if we are living by the standard of the good girl. And the good girl doesn't have problems, right? So if I was good enough, that's where all of our good, I'm not good enough. Like I'm just not good, not enough, not enough, not enough. It's like embedded in us. But the embedding comes from the good girl standard. Because if I was good enough, this wouldn't happen. This wouldn't be like that. This standard that I have would match the good girl standard. Tell me what the good girl, I mean, like literally that good girl standard is high, right? I'm not cheated on. I'm not talked about. They gave me the position. They didn't leave. The client didn't go with another business. I didn't get cancer. I didn't get ill. I don't have this chronic disease. I don't get cheated on. If I was good enough, right? Not good enough originates in if I was good enough, then this wouldn't happen, right? That's what the 
problem with the problem is, is because we're interpreting it as a problem. This wouldn't have happened as if it shouldn't have. So we're living a life of suffering because, remember Byron Katie, when we don't accept reality, we argue with it. And when we argue with what is happening, we lose, but only 100% of the time. And that is suffering. Like there's the pain of the thing not happening. And then there's the pain of you thinking that it shouldn't happen. That's the problem, right? The problem is it happened and then there's pain. When we make it a problem is that we think that that problem shouldn't be happening. Because if I was a good girl, this wouldn't have happened. Because bad things don't happen to good girls. Why am I belaboring this? Because this is at the crust of a lot of the coaching that I do in my community. So with that, our brain takes on this hidden assignment. If we say bad things don't happen to good girls, then our brain is like, there's a hidden agenda. It's almost like mission impossible. If you choose to take this mission, there is a hidden assignment that we unknowingly give to our brain. And it says, find out, sniff out, search out all the bad in me so that I can correct it because then bad things won't happen. Okay, really think about that. The hidden assignment that we have for centuries as conditioned women, good girls, has been go find out all the bad in me so that I can find it out so I can correct it so that bad things will stop happening to me because What's going to happen when a bad thing happens to me is I'm going to make it a problem. And the only reason why I'm making it a problem is because I have the thought that bad things don't happen to good girls. So therefore, I am not good enough. Yes, I know. Okay, so if you've given yourself this thing, I have an assignment for you. I really want you to like, understand this. And if you're new to me, I want you to get a little background. So play and fetch episode three, listen to that episode about how our brain goes and plays fetch. Because I want you to listen to that from this lens. Go ahead and finish listening to this and then go listen to that episode. And then cyborg thinking number 69. I want you to listen to that because when you put those two concepts together, Basically, what happens is when you play fetch and you practice cyborg thinking, you're literally like my dog Apollo has been doing is a dog chasing its tail in circles. You cannot create your dream life. You cannot go uphill doing the epic shit. You cannot create your relationship with yourself you want, relationship with others that you want. And the relationship and contribution that you want to give to the world through your work, through your business, through your career, through your nonprofit, whatever, you cannot do that if you're like a dog chasing its tail because you're stuck in plan, fetch, and cyborg thinking. Because basically what you're doing is telling your brain to go find me what's wrong with it. And then you're believing it because only cyborgs get everything perfectly. We are not cyborgs. We are humans. And we wonder why we play small in our relationships with ourselves. Let's just start there. 
We wonder why we play small with our relationship with ourselves. I can't think like that. I can't say this thing about me. Like we can't say I'm going to do something that I have no business doing, like I have no receipts for, right? I can't say that because that doesn't feel right because good girls have to be at 100% in order to even say that. I would be thinking I'm too much because I don't even have the proof to be that. So therefore I'm being too much and that's not a good girl, right? I'm not perfect and my brain will find something wrong with it, always. As if it's not supposed to, we think that our brain is somehow supposed to stop doing that because the standard is the good girl, right? Many times my clients don't create the life of their dreams. That's why they're coming to me because they're stuck, not because they don't have a strategy or they don't know what to do. Is there a dog chasing their tail because they're trapped between playing fetch and cyborg thinking? Because the standard is the good girl. Social media doesn't help at all. We're always comparing like what the good girl looks like, what she does, what she creates it, how long it took her to create it, all of that. That's standard and black excellence. Don't get me started on that. That's going to be another podcast for sure. Because to me, black excellence is you woke up and you were breathing. That's excellence. And for us to keep this standard of like black excellence, there's the opposite of that. And I'm going to talk about that in another podcast. But here's a side note. Here's another assignment I want you to do. This is a very interactional podcast. I want you to stop right now. And I want you to get your phone out. And I want you to go to settings because most of us have Apple. I'm sorry, I don't know how to do it on an Android. But I want you to go to your settings. And then I want you to scroll down. Keep listening. I want you to scroll down and I want you to look at screen time. Push that button. Whatever that number is, I don't care what it is. Whatever that number is this week, I want you to reduce it by half, period. Whatever that number is, I want you to reduce it by half because this is contributing to our good girl mentality because of all of the influences that we have of what it's supposed to look like. It's supposed to be this size. You're supposed to wear this. You're supposed to live like this, especially now, right? I want you to reduce it by 50%. This is going to help in you combating this dog chasing its tail. All right, so let's go back to it. In our relationship with others, how does this show up? We don't go all the way in because if we did, they may find out that we're not that good girl because they're going to find out there's something's wrong with us and they're going to find out we're not good enough. But the reason why we're not good enough is because the standard is the good girl. We will never be good enough if that's the standard. 70% of us, that's how it shows up in that. Even in the dating, 70% of us are single. Black women, 70% of us are single. So let's normalize that. There's nothing wrong with you because you're single. 70%, like you're in the majority, right? What if it was the opposite? What if you were married was the problem? Like, hmm, who would you settling for? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not it. But literally, 70% of us are single. That's not a me problem. That's a we problem. 
And I've talked about the social conditioning and how the society has created that with the influx of school to prison, profitizing of prisons, like all of the things, like the mentality that has we've adopted, that we've been conditioned to believe. So 70% of us are single. So if you want that guy, right, if you're heterosexual or girl, then maybe you're going to have to go out with a few busters. That's just it. You're going to have to go out with a few busters. But when we find, like, we don't want to do all the failing, right? Because we're going to make it mean something. Because when a buster doesn't even want you, like, I'm just keeping it real, right? That's where our brain comes in. Like, you don't even want him, but the fact that he don't want you is like freaking you out. But it's freaking you out because bad things don't happen to good girls, right? If I was good enough, he would want me. I still don't want him, but if I was good enough, he would be fighting to get me. That's not true, period. We can stop arguing with the reality because the reality is bad things Like there's another whole podcast on what bad thing is. But right now, let's just keep it real with that. Bad things don't happen to good girls. So if I can't even get a buster to bust his brain to get me, something must be wrong with me. No, ma'am. No. Or it's the opposite even. When the one that you really like doesn't like you, now that's a problem again. What if that wasn't a problem? It's a problem in the fact that you'll be disappointed, but it's not you making that problem a problem. Like there's a problem that he didn't want me. The problem is, is that you're disappointed. Of course you are. But when you make it that he or she didn't like you, now we have a problem and now we've introduced suffering into it. And now we're compiling fetch with sideboard thinking because I'm supposed to be this level, right? And the plan fetches go find me where I showed up wrong at. All the ruminating, I did this. I should have wore this. I should have said this. Maybe I should have called more. Maybe I shouldn't have called so much. Maybe I like play fetch, plan fetch all day long. What's wrong with me? Go find it. Like you're literally go find it, go find it, get the ball, play fetch again. What's wrong with me? Get the ball, go fetch. What's wrong with me? Go like literally playing fetch all day long. And we wonder why Like our brains are so messed up when we're dating because this goes to that right there. The problem isn't the problem. The problem is we think this shouldn't be happening because this doesn't happen to good girls. Not true. The good girl standard is the problem, not the other way around. Use ain't the problem. (laughs) Okay, well, how do we do this in business? I think we would probably invest more. We would try things more readily. We would do what I call the F3 method. We would fail faster and move forward, right? But when we're the good girls, failure, bad things don't happen to good girls, right? I must not be good enough to do this business. Who am I to think that I can do this business? Who am I to think when I ain't got no, like I don't have any receipts on my past or whatever? So therefore, we take the failure as a problem. The failure isn't the problem. The problem is, is you think that failure is the problem. It's not. Failure is the way forward. 
So really what we should do is fail often, fail frequently, fail faster and fail forward. That's how we find our path, our uniqueness, right? So we go about maybe investing in all the ways that we should do it so that we can avoid failure as opposed to just going out there and trying things. I remember my coach saying, Bring right now it's all in your head. You just have all concepts. Go put it out there and you will find out. You will get data and feedback, right? Yes, feedback. Failure is just feedback. But when we're doing it against this good girl mentality, if I was good enough in business, good things like this, and it's a problem, I literally am playing fetch with cyborg thinking, and I'm a dog chasing my tail in business. Not because I'm not capable. I am wasting all my energy in business as a dog chasing his tail, as opposed to going out there and doing some stuff. So let's redefine what good enough is. How about that? It's not when, it's not if, it's not then. So it's not when I lose the 40 pounds, get the man, get my business to 100K or 200K or a million. When I get this client, it's not if I get married, if I get the house, if I stop doing this, if I stop doing that, or it's not then I did this, then I am good enough, right? It's not any of those. Notice that good enough is in the future or in the past, right? But what we're doing is redefining it. Good enough is now. That's our redefinition. It is now. Look at yourself now. Let me give you an example. This is my opinion. I'm probably one of the best, best friends you could have. I literally believe that. I really do love that thought for me. Like when I am your friend, I'm cutting for you. I am. I'm calling, I'm cheerleading. You do something, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. But also, since I'm busy right now doing my business, I may show up for the birthday party, but I probably ain't gonna have a gift. <laughs> I may even forget that it was your birthday. Or it may be two or three weeks before I call because I'm all in this, right? So it's like, I could look at that and say, I'm not a good enough friend because I didn't show up with the perfectly packaged present. Or if I'm your ace, boom, depending on how close you are to me, I'm like, I'm gonna call you out on your bullshit. Now, I'm getting better at that because not every friend wants you to call them out on their bullshit. I have some friends that are like, please, Brit. And I have some friends that are like, "Mm -mm, they're not ready. And so sometimes... That could be a problem. Now, I get it. So my brain has been trained to like find out all the things wrong with me. Like go play fetch, go find this, go find that. And I'm not good enough. But I could play the game of like, yep, even if, even when I'm like this, I am good enough. So I want you to like really play fetch with your brain. And I want you to like really sit down with a journey and go, if I was to play fetch with my brain, I want you to name all the reasons why I'm not good enough. I'm not the good girl. Okay. And I want you to write them all down, whatever they are. 
take this moment and like, okay, Brick, I'm going to go do this assignment. And then I want you to play this other game of understanding that just because my dog is playing fetch with me doesn't mean that I have to take the ball. Like when I go play with Apollo, I play, I have to do two balls for one thing because he's not going to give me the other ball (laughs) until I have another one. So he literally runs back and forth. He loves it, loves it. Like go get me a ball. He loves it. But when I'm tired, I just stop taking a ball. Like your brain can give you something, but you don't have to bend down and take the ball. You can leave the brain with the ball. You can tell your brain, I don't want to play no more. It's going to bring back something. It's going to play fetch. And you can just stand there. Now, you can do a couple of different things, though. This is how we get into the technical stuff. Your brain is going to play fetch. It's going to come and you can stand there, right? Now, you can do one thing. You can be mad at your brain for keep bringing you the ball. Can't believe my ball, my brain is still bringing this stuff to me. Something must be wrong because it should stop because I said stop. I said I'm not playing that game and it still wants to play. And you can be mad and you can make it something wrong with you. It could be a moral problem. Something must be wrong with me. Think of all the energy you have being mad at the brain for doing what it does, right? Y'all know I'm going to go here. Do you get mad at your kidneys for peeing? Like literally, do you like, I'm mad at you for pink, doing what it does, right? Like if you go drink a lot of water, guess what your kidneys are going to do? You're going to have to go to the bathroom. Now, can you will your kidneys? Because you know you have so much control. You are disciplined. You meditate every day. You do your thought work. Can you will your kidneys to stop making pee? Can you? Like literally, are you evolved enough to make your kidneys stop making pee? So if you can't stop your kidneys to voluntarily stop making pee, I didn't say pee, like go to the bathroom. That is voluntary. I'm saying stop making the pee, like stop doing the action of making it. Like if you can voluntarily tell your kidney to stop making pee, stop doing what it was programmed and designed to do, then I need to talk to you. But why do we think that we're supposed to be able to do that with our brain. Like literally, our brain is supposed to stop giving us thoughts. Like it's just supposed to stop because those thoughts mean something. No, it doesn't. Just like the kidney making pee doesn't mean anything. It just means you drank a lot of water and you ain't drinking enough water. That's it. It's doing its job. It's a function. You are the CEO. You are not your thoughts. You are not what your brain is doing. You are not your kidney. And if you ain't your kidney, you ain't your brain. How about that? So when your brain is like bringing you some fetch, because that's what it's been trained to do, I'm going to go out and keep us safe. And I'm going to find out what's wrong with us because bad things don't happen to good girls. And I'm not good enough because bad things keep happening to me. So therefore, I've got to figure out what's wrong so we can snuff it out and fix it. And so your brain is just doing what brains do. So if you're not going to like judge the kidney, don't judge your brain. How about that? Okay. And for us as Black Americans, come on. Like we've really, like Black girl, right? In the whole diaspora of, did I say that word right? (laughs) Not just even in America, but as marginalized women, like our job has been to be safe. 
And to be safe means I have to be the good girl because bad things don't happen to good girls. What was I wearing? What was I saying? How did I respond? What did I do? What did I not do? Did I look him in the eye? Did I not look him at the eye? Was my shoulders pleasure? Was I standing straight? How fast did I walk away? Did I switch when I walk? Like literally, did I smile too much? Did I not smile enough? That's just a tenth of it, right? But we have like this play fetch, play fetch, play fetch, like do this, do this. Think of that. That cyborg thinking with bad things don't happen to good girls, we're spending all of our energy in a dog chasing its tail. And we wonder why we're not creating our epic shit. The other thing we try to do, if we're not mad at it, the other thing we try to do is we try to coerce it. We try to coerce our brain to stop playing fetch. So this is what it looks like. Like, I'm going to do all the thought work and meditate. And I'm going to go get coaching. And I'm going to create a still zen-like thing. So therefore, the dog will stop wanting to play fetch. Can I tell you something? I could like love <laughs> on Apollo. I can feed him. I can cuddle up with him. I can do whatever. But when that dog sees a ball, it's going to want to play fetch. Period. That's it. It is in his DNA and it has nothing to do with like, I'm not loving him enough. I'm not spending enough time with him. I'm not meditating. He doesn't feel secure enough. No, the dog wants to play fetch. And that's the same thing. Like when we use those tools against ourselves because our brain should act a certain way because of it. No, no. Stop using our tools that we use to love ourselves as weapons against ourselves. Our brain is going to brain, meaning it's going to play fetch. It's going to have a desire to do so, period. Well, the opposite is true. You can watch your brain bring in things to you and you can say, oh, I love you so much. And no, I'm not playing today. I know you're working hard like, Ooh, you ran all the way out there and went and found that ball in the leaves, in the thing. And no, I'm not playing. It's time to go. I'm playing this game now if you want to play this, right? Inside, I'm going to feed you, whatever. Like, I'm not playing this game anymore. Not mad, very accepting. And yet still, this is a no, right? I'm not mad at you. And I'm not doing it from coercing. Oh my God, I wish you would stop. Like I need you to stop because you doing this means something about me. So therefore I'm going to meditate. I'm going to love on you even more. No, you can simply like watch your brain. Oh, you're playing fetch. Literally guys, when you're ruminating, when you're doing all this, if you whispered to your brain, oh, baby girl, you're playing fetch. I get it. No, we're not playing fetch today. I love you. Thank you. But I am no longer combining play and fetch with cyborg thinking, this principle of bad things don't happen to good girls and I'm good enough. Like, I am not a cyborg. I will always be human. So I want you to do something else. If you did that, if you played this game, what would you accept from your brain as evidence I'm not good enough? Oh, right. What would you accept? Because sometimes you're like, okay, I can do it on this. I can like say, no, I'm not playing that game. But what's the one thing that if it brought it, you would say I'm not good enough? 
that's the area for you to explore. That's your area. If he left me or she left me, that would be it. If I do this, that's it. You're good about not accepting it in a lot of things when your brain brings this ball, this ball, this ball. But when it brings it from this area and drops it, is that the one where you go play fetch with? Why? That's the work we do in Deeply Rooted. Like, we don't go to the areas where you're playing fetch and it's like, no, right? We go to that one area where it just keeps bringing it back and dropping it and you keep playing fetch with it. Why? And that's where we work on and like, The beauty of this is when we do our epic shit in yourself, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with others, and in your contribution, your work to the world, all your play and fetch shit comes up because your brain just keeps like playing fetch. And you'll find like it will bring that ball from that hidden area that you like forgot about and it will drop it and you will start playing fetch. And next thing you know, you're a, a dog chasing its tail. That is a good thing because now we know where we need to work, where we choose to work, the area that is holding you down so that you can create your epic shit. Because you can't create your epic shit if you're a dog chasing your tail. Is it 40 pounds heavier? Is it three years and I still haven't done made it in my business? Is it I'm 40 and I'm still single and no kids? Is it I have no retirement? Is it I'm still judging myself harshly? Is it my friendships change and change form? My marriage has changed and changed form. Is it I got my clients and my clients have judged me? My business has changed. My number one customer has left me. Is it I invested 30K and it didn't get me the result I want? What is it that if the ball dropped, it will like you would start playing fetch with it. I want to know. That's your area to work on. And you get to ask yourself these three questions. Why does this bother me? What am I making it mean? And who taught me that? Number four, do I want to continue to believe it? Okay, guys, we went deep on this good girl mentality. I did it in a way that gave you some visual. I loved coaching with giving visuals so you can see it because I think if I can give you the visual and then give you the trigger world word, you play and fetch. Now you have something to address to your brain back and now you have the power. This is the work we do in Deeply Rooted. This is the work we do in the Melanin Hour. Yes, the Melanin Hour has been closed and offed, but we are bringing it back. I talked to my business coach and she was like, the melanin hour. And I was like, okay, I guess we'll bring it back. So we're bringing it back. Hold on. Don't go right now because it ain't, it ain't updated, but it will be. Josette and I are going to work on bringing that back. And I want to bring it back in a very valuable way for you. So the melanin hour is when we get to practice it. I introduce the concept. We practice the concepts in melanin hour and we master them in deeply rooted. All right. Love you guys. Hope this helped. Respond and listen. The only way other Black women are going to hear this, if you think this is helping you and helping you understand why you do what you do, please write a review. I haven't had a review since April of 2022. Come on, y'all. I know more of y'all are listening and liking. 
the only way our podcast grow, because I literally focus on Black women, is if you guys write a review. So yes, I'm begging, write a review. <laughs> Give me an audio one. Tell me what's your favorite episode and I'll put it at the end of the podcast too. Thank you. Respond back. You know, I always respond. Brig at brigjohnson.com. Get on the wait list, brigjohnson.com forward slash group. And the masterclass or the melanin hour is coming back. Stay tuned. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high-achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves and we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. That's deeply rooted. You can register for the wait list at brigjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.